guys, welcome back to episode 9 of Raging Nerds. We'll rage all over your eardrums. This is your host, Thirsty. And this is the sweet and sultry voices of John. Now we have sultry, sultry. Yes, I'm going to use every single adjective, verb, and if need be, onomatopoeia. We need to add one. Like, each episode, we're going to add a word. And at the end of it, we're just going to have, like, this 1,000-word host name for you. I will be able to do that. (laughs) (laughs) So this episode is a little different compared to what we usually do. We usually have a structured episode divided by sound clips and subjects. But this is a nerd noggin episode where it's just full of information. And that is what I'm calling them. I'm calling them nerd noggin episodes. The nerd noggin. (laughs) All over. All over. (laughs) Um... So, it's a Nerd Noggin episode. It's going to be full of information about the E3 conference that we just had. Oh, yes. E3. Oh, we need to go to this one of these times. We do. We actually looked up the information. You, I mean, of course, you have to have a bigger following than we have right now. But we're still pretty good on followings. I mean, yes, we are. for a newly podcast, we're doing really good number-wise. Yes, everyone, please keep telling all your friends about <laughs> us. <laughs> It was crazy. Uh, The last episode had a huge spike in listens just on the first day. We got listens for the first day as much as we get, like, for a whole week of one episode. And it was amazing. Oh, I love all you people that log in and listen (laughs) to us. We love you a lot. Lots. (laughs) Lots. But again, E3 conference, it was amazing. There is a lot of stuff in here that we've been anticipating. We've been waiting decades, literally decades. So I'm excited. (laughs) Oh, I'm just so excited myself. I was watching all that while I was at my real life job. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I saw the Xbox one. I'm definitely a Microsoft fan. Of course, I love you know, Sony, because they always come as Square Enix. You know, I love Square Enix. But I watched Xbox, and then I had The Plague for a couple days. So you watched the majority of the other ones. Yes, I got to watch Bethesda and Ubisoft, and, of course, my favorite, Nintendo. Yes. Nintendo's hardcore. Oh, yes. I love Nintendo. I love Nintendo. We all know I love Nintendo. (laughs) Ubisoft was really good with the fact that every time a game came out, they always had the game developer and a couple of people always talking about the game. Then you had Microsoft where they just kept showing videos constantly. And it's like, for me, that's more, eh. I I want to... I like the videos. I like all the stuff they showed, but I like it whenever they have the game developers come out and talk about the game and stuff like that. Because whenever they just keep showing the videos and don't have the developers or, any, or anyone else come out there and talk about the game, it kind of reminds me back because I'm old. Right. It's going to be like back in the Atari 2600 days where they didn't let any of the programmers or developers put their name on the cartridge. Nintendo came out and they're like, Super Smash Brothers. Oh, God. <laughs> they're like, that's all you get. Fucking Nintendo. <laughs> People ate that shit up. Oh, of um, course. You know what? Let's, let's go ahead and start, man. Oh, let's go into it. <laughs> so the first one is going to be Hello Infinite. 
It is the 343 Game Designers, an Xbox exclusive. So the Master Chief returns in Halo Infinite. The next chapter of the legendary franchise developed by 343 Industries and created by our new Slim Space engine. Halo Infinite was revealed at the Xbox E3 2018 briefing with a thrilling engine demo that provides a glimpse into the future of the Halo franchise, leading it into a new and unexpected directions. Xbox One and Windows 10 exclusive. Well, of course it's going to be on Xbox One. One in Windows, of course, because it's Microsoft. Of but it's Halo. Everyone loves Halo. You can't go wrong with Halo. Oh, of course not. It's you get to be Master Chief, and you get to go to wonderful yes. new planets, see interesting new creatures, and shoot them. <laughs> the big thing about this game is that people were complaining that we were not getting enough Master Chief, and so they're trying to correct it listening to the critics, which a lot of these games did with the E3 conference. They listened to the players, they listened to the critics, and they fixed a lot of stuff. Yes, they did. Oh, but I guess demo or more of like the trailer they have for it. Yeah. That was beautiful. You see, you don't see Master Chief's face at all, but you see him holding his helmet. Yeah. It is awesome. (laughs) No, I mean the music. I love oh. all of Halo's music. Oh, I swear. God, yes. No, but Halo, it really resonates with me. I've always been super into gaming. My brother and I would play hours and hours of legendary mode on Halo. Like hours. Right, whenever I did legendary it was just to get unlocked the skulls and there was only one particular <laughs> skull that I would unlock, which was the grunt birthday party. <laughs> no, we, we we played all of them. It was intense but i definitely love halo because of that just because of the memories and that really got me into other video games as well okay well that kind of leads us into the one from bethesda bethesda i say bethesda i know (laughs) but all of you get ready because fallout 76 is gonna drop on the xbox one and ps4 and the pc on November 14, 2018, is going to be set in West Virginia, of all places. And it's going to be a prequel to the games. It's also going to feature constant online multiplayer. Just like Destiny 2 in a way that you only run into a couple people at once so you're not bombarded by everyone continuously. But it takes place on America's 300th anniversary after the first bomb has dropped. You can build custom settlements and go to war with other players, but it will also be an RPG. It is in comparison, it is four times the size of Fallout 4, and it is going to be awesome, especially with the nuclear silos that are live <laughs> in the game. They just scattered the landscape with them. No one throws a party like a Fallout party. Oh, of course. <laughs> and you do little missions to get all the nuclear launch codes. I think I'm saying nuclear right. I probably not. Nuclear. 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 We're all gonna like just say it slower and then just like we forget <laughs> how to say it. <laughs> but you get enough of those, you can actually target areas on the map and vaporize them. It's amazing. I, you were talking about this earlier, where you could just like decimate certain areas, and I think I know a couple people that would just do that for fun. I'm, then, I'm one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to like beat everything and then I'll go, okay, let's do this. 
Oh, yes. But you know what? That kind of leads into the next game we have going on. It's Metro Exodus. It's made by 4A Games. It's going to be released February 22nd, 2019. It's going to be on the PC, Xbox, and PS4. So this was actually based on the books Metro 2033. So Metro Exodus is set in 2036, two years after the events of Metro Last Light on a post-apocalyptic Earth that has been devastated by a nuclear war 23 years ago. The game continues the story from Metro Last Light's redemption ending. Similar to the previous two entries, the player assumes the role of 23-year-old Artyom, I guess we're saying that Art Artyom, who flees the Metro in Moscow and sets off into a continent-spamming journey uh, with Spartan Rangers to the Far East. Artyom first travels around the Volga River, not far from the Ural Mountains, to get a ride on a locomotive known as the Aurora that heads east for new life. The story takes place over the course of one year, starting in a harsh nuclear winter in the Metro. Another major character returning from the previous game and the book Metro 2035, and Anna, who is now Ardman's wife. I know I've been re-watching all of the E3 press conferences, and that has been the trailer they have been showing constantly through all of the, the ad and all the commercial breaks, which annoy me with YouTube. <laughs> because I refuse to pay for YouTube Red at all. Yes, but we did a free trial, and then we forgot to cancel, and then they charge you like ten dollars, or it was like fifteen. It was some absurd price, and I'm like, you're not Netflix, you're YouTube, sir. Oh, I know, but they're trying to pay for their wonderful little shows because they're trying to be like Netflix. But either way, YouTube Cobra is- Kai was amazing. Cobra Kai, I'm yes. just throwing that out there. I yeah. have watched all the episodes, not through YouTube yeah. Red. I'm not going to say where because, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but. Metro, with the trailers that I've seen, it actually looks very playable, but unfortunately, I do not own a PS4 or an Xbox One. You need to get an Xbox One. No. There's Xbox One. There's Xbox One S. I mean, then there's the other Xbox. I mean, there's like three different Xbox you could have bought. No. And now there's Xbox One X. No, because for one thing, I don't like Microsoft. (laughs) Microsoft's amazing. What'd they do to you? I don't like it. Why? I'll take PS4, PlayStation. Why? Because one thing I have noticed, though, with a um, couple, couple of the games, the graphics on the PS4 always look better than with the Xbox One. I don't know. People say that, but I don't see the difference. It's like a minuscule difference, honestly. That's still 1%. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I like Xbox. I prefer it. I have less problems with Xbox than PlayStation. Oh, well, you know, to each their own. But yeah, that's with very that, true. That's very true. there's one game that I think you will like to play on the PS4. What? Kingdom Hearts 3. Chess. Chess. Oh, that wonderful game that's brought by Square Enix. It's going to drop on January 29th of 2019. And yes, it'll be on your Xbox. It will be. And also on the wonderful PS4. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3 will see players once more take up the role of Sora as he travels with his closest friends Donald and Goofy across the world themed around and populated by a host of famous Disney and Final Fantasy characters. Game director Tetsuya Nomura has confirmed that the game's story will start straight after the ending of Kingdom Hearts 3D Dream Drop Distance. This means that the game will follow our trio in their pursuit of the Seven Guardians of Light to prepare for their final showdown against Master Xenart. All the while, King Mickey and Riku 
will continue their hunt for the remaining Keyblade wielders. So, I have, like, serious Kingdom Hearts fans. And this game has been supposed to be coming out a couple a couple years now. And then they promised 2018. It's going to come out 2018. So then when they came out in E3, they released 2019. Oops. What you doing? Oops. What you doing, man? Of course they're going to do that. They're going to build up the anticipation and then no, roll no, it back. No. <laughs> it's too much anticipation. Give it to me already. <laughs> I'm not going to touch them with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> I'm very impatient. <laughs> Instant gratification cannot come fast enough. <laughs> exactly but this game is going to be amazing i looked at the graphics i looked at the i mean they're going to have so many worlds opening up they're going to have frozen they're going to have pirates of the caribbean um they're going to have monster inc uh, there's and so tangled. many more yes they're gonna have tangled i know and, i mean there's so much cool stuff so much stuff i am gonna so be amazed and like, like oh my god because i have kingdom hearts <laughs> one and two on whatever system it was on ps2 so yeah but you know what's going to be interesting though mm-hmm. the next game that we're going to talk about oh what 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 so we have shadow of the tomb raider that's going to come out september 14th 2018 and it's released on the xbox and ps4 so there's like it was a multi-team kind of game designer thing going on so you have edios montreal crystal dynamics and nexus software bv The story takes place after the events of Rise of the Tomb Raider. The protagonist, Laura Croft, is an archaeologist on an expedition in Latin America looking for a Mayan relic, which has a connection to her late father. Trinity, a paramilitary organization dedicated to investigating the supernatural, seek the relic to reshape the world. During the expedition, Laura sets off a Mayan apocalypse and she attempts to save the world. What is this bitch getting into? <laughs> it's Laura. She's Jeez. gonna she's gonna get into all the weird things and then stuff happens an and she has to solve it like the strong female that she is. <laughs> you know what? You're right. You're right. She is a strong female and doing a, it girl. And a very good looking one at that. You just have to ruin everything. Yes, I do. Yes, we I can't do. Have nice we can't have nice <laughs> things. Uh, but no, the, 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 the video for this is amazing. The graphics are going to be amazing. The graphics for the last game was awesome. So I can only expect just as much, maybe even more. Oh, I know. But one thing that will is amazing about this game is, the, like I said, the graphics. Just right. how well it was designed, the worlds and the textures and everything. But... One thing is for sure, though, you don't want to cry at this, because the devil may cry again for the fifth time. (laughs) (laughs) Which will be released in spring of 2019 (laughs) on the Xbox One and PS4. Several years have passed in Devil May Cry 5, and the threat of demonic power, long since forgotten, has returned to menace the world once again. Of course it has. <laughs> the demonic invasion begins with the seeds of a demon tree, taking root in Redgrave City. This hellish incursion attracts the attention of a young demon hunter, Nero, an ally of Dante, who now finds himself without his demonic arm, the source of much of his power. As Nero heads to Redgrave City in his motorhome named Devil May Cry with his partner, Nico, he reminisces on how everything started. The loss of his demonic arm, the demonic invasion, and Dante's unknown whereabouts. 
things may be settled once and for all. Yes. Now, this is made by Capcom. That's the official uh, description Capcom released. So people are really excited about Devil May Cry 5. They're like, what? I mean, it almost came out of nowhere. I know. I remember playing the first one on PS2. and that, It's good. Be, the first couple ones are really good. I mean, they're all really good. But yeah, it's a good, solid series. Oh, yes. But they're talking about actually bringing it back, like bringing it back to glory and like continuing the series. Oh yes, like you have to have the gore in there with the with the fights and everything else to make it more fun, in mm-hmm. a way. But nothing makes more fun than blood and guts and making sure that the enemies are really dead. <laughs> this next game is really close to my heart. This is Cuphead, the TLC expansion. It's made by MDHR. Again, these little guys, they're awesome independent makers. It's going to come out 2019, Xbox and PC. The Delicious Last Course is what it's called. Introducing new playable characters, Miss Chalice, a brand new aisle, new bosses, new weapons, and new charms. So it's exciting. I mean, anyone who's played regular Cuphead, they're no like, I'm buying the expansion, I'm excited, a new playable character. So I'm all down for it. Oh, I know you are because you love Cuphead, <laughs> as you talked about in the last episode. I love Cuphead. I have Cuphead t shirts, dolls. Um, I I have mugs. I spent like $100 on ceramic mugs. I have bobbleheads, am- stuffed animals, stickers. <laughs> oh, just all of it. Yes. I love DMHR. I love supporting independent game makers. Oh, yes. Definitely. Definitely all for that. Oh, yes. The independent game makers are wonderful because they always bring new games that are completely different than what the big conglomerates have. <laughs> you know what? Let's go to the next AAA game, as you call them, Dying Light 2. Dying Light 2. Yeah, there's um no release date yet. It's still to be announced. But we do know it will be coming on the Xbox One, PS4, and PC. Every single decision you make changes the game. Everything in the game world can change based on your decisions, said Chris Avalon, narr- narrative director at Development Techland. In a demo, which you can watch for yourself, the player is asked to go on a mission for the peacekeepers to get more water for the city. Depending on what your choice is, has a significant impact on the game. Choosing to take out the suppliers grants water to the peacekeeper and through them the city. Over time, the city flourishes, but so does the power of the peacekeepers. Running water in the city raises morale and allows you to replenish on the go but it also means the city is now ruled by the rigid approach of the peacekeepers, and those who oppose them are taken out. Going back to that moment of decision, if the player decides to ignore the peacekeepers and instead supply water to the city through the black market, it gives the player greater access to traded goods, but it also attracts a lot of very bad elements to the city. That's just a single decision, he said. One of the hundreds you make in the game, each player experiences will be extremely unique. It's amazing. He's saying there's like thousands of thousands different endings and decisions. And I mean, this is 
different. I mean, there's lots of games that have, you know, oh, you choose this and, you know, it goes a certain way. And there's a lot of games that are doing that quick decision games. But this game specifically, you make a decision and your whole game is affected just on that one decision. And every decision is like that. Oh, it's going to be wonderful and interesting to see who comes out with the best choices at the end. <laughs> but it's amazing. You know, it's full of parkour. It's full of everything that the original was made out of. But I love this element that they're making and adding. So the next one. Yes. I know is one of my favorites. So, you know, old school gamers. Yes. yes. So they totally came in and just like teased us. I don't. I hate it. Like, don't tease me. So, it's coming in 2019. They didn't give any movie clips, anything like that. They just had a trailer with Battletoads, and that was it. Oh, <laughs> Battletoads. <laughs> but it's going to be an Xbox exclusive, and it's made by Rave and Plala Studios. But yes, Battletoads. Battletoads. Awesome game. I remember whenever it first came out on the NES, because I am mm-hmm. that old but i am up in levels but it did suck that they just dangled it in front of us and teased it they're just like hey hey, hey, take it (laughs) but but one of the things we do know is going to be an xbox exclusive and it will be in sometime in 2019 yeah it was extremely just like provocative and they don't give you anything and it's just like what is gonna happen and they've been talking about this for years i mean for years maybe bringing back battletoads but i know that whenever i bought my xbox i got a rare replay cd and it came with battletoads and everything else on it so it was really good oh yes but one of the things that i think a lot of people are ready for a new Gears of War. Yes. Gears of War 5, which is going to be an exclusive to Xbox. With no details of a sequel have been released, it's most likely the game would pick up where Gears of War 4 left off. 25 years after the original trilogy and with humanity facing a new threat, the Swarm, an evolution of the Locust, the aliens that plagued humans for the first three games, as in the last game, you'll most likely slip back into the boots of J.D. Phoenix, son of Marcus Phoenix. It's made by Epic Games. I'm excited for Gears of War. It's amazing. It's a good team-playing game. I love, you know, bringing my friends over and just, like, playing a massive, you know, riot. And so it's awesome. I've played a little bit of Gears of War, but not that much, because mm-hmm. whenever it came out, I was playing Halo at the time, so... Eh. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a good war game you're going into battle you have other characters you can play with uh, you can also play single player you can collect comics on the way and it could be like you know it's kind of like an easter egg and you read the comics and so there's a lot of aspects to the game that's really cool i really need to play gears of war before this one comes you out. should if you have an xbox you could have gotten like the gears of wars collection like i did <laughs> Yeah, I don't have an Xbox. I have a 360. (laughs) I'm like really pushing for it. Uh, So for the next one that we have is The Last of Us 2. It's going to come out in 2019. PS4. And it's made by Naughty Dog. 
We don't currently know a whole lot about the plot of The Last of Us Part 2, but we do know that Ellie will act as the game's main character, with Joelle in the supporting role, a reversal of the setup in the original. With Naughty Dog creative direct Neil Druckmann confirming Westworld Shannon Woodward as part of the cast, it is revealed at E3 2018 that she'd be playing the role of Ellie's love interest. So the whole commercial game, it comes up and it plays and it shows Ellie and her love interest making out. And so uh, there was like a big controversy with bigots and all that nonsense. But come on, guys, it's a video game. I mean, come on, equal rights, whatever. I do like how they introduced the game. Mm-hmm. Because being ready to show off the game, they had it in a tent outside, yes. essentially. In the same atmosphere, the same lighting that was in the game in the beginning. Yes. It was really good. They introduced it really well. I'm I'm excited for it. It's The Last of Us. The first one was amazing, so I can't wait for the second one. Oh, and especially where she looked at her and like, you're the one to be feared. And then <laughs> it goes straight into the gameplay. I know. It was like crazy. It was like, bam. I loved it. Oh, lots of gore. One of the things I did like about it, after you got shot the arrows in the people, uh-huh. you can go there and retrieve the, your arrow from <laughs> dead body. It's mine. <laughs> I love how they're adding all these little intricacies. Like before you would, you know, have 10 arrows, you'd shoot 10 arrows and you you lost them. But now you can go back and pick them up. You can craft your own weapons. You can you can break down weapons, use as parts. I mean, it's just, can you imagine? You know, we're, we're pretty old. Uh, you're older. <laughs> yeah, like, yes, I know I'm older. But like Super Nintendo and Nintendo times where you had to buy weapons and then you go to a shop and then you would upgrade your weapon, resell your old one. And now they have games where you can literally create your own weapons. Oh, no. I mean, games developed so much since we were kids. Well, more for me than you because <laughs> you're younger than me. You're less in levels than me. I know, but <laughs> unlike most people, like my siblings are eight, ten years older than me. So my first systems were their systems. And I would play on Atari. I would play on the NES. Uh, my first system that I bought was a Super Nintendo. So I'm right there with you, sir. Oh, yes. Poor families. But we get leftovers. I do know. <laughs> I, do need, I, I really need to get a PS4. This is actually one of the games I would love to play. Yeah. Just for the sheer hunting factor that is in that was in the trailer uh-huh. where you have to like navigate the shadows the grass and the high grass and everything else so that you can come across the people that are trying to kill you yeah and take them out it's awesome i love this game that's awesome man that does lead us into another wonderful game that does involve a lot of hunting and secrecy yes this game it's definitely even though it's like the 11th installment it's totally different from the other ones. And I know you all are anticipating this. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <laughs> yes. Which will be released on October 5th, 2018 on the PS4. Yay. And Xbox One. Woot woot. With, since it is the 11th installment of Assassin's Creed and 20th overall in the series, this is for the first time in the series being structured in an epic RPG that will take place in ancient Greece. Yes. The series often has had elements of role-playing games blended in from leveling up to increased stats to a quest system driving plots. But the shift here fully adopts the trappings of the form from customizable armor, loadouts to stat-building progression systems. 
you play as either Alexios mm-hmm. or Cassandra, mm-hmm. choosing one of the two protagonists at the start of the game and following their life. There's no difference in terms of skill, so it's purely a matter of preference, but both are fully and uniquely voiced and are the basic set of the story. doesn't change. Either way, you're a child of Sparta and descendant of Leonidas, who is cast out but grows up into a mercenary. It's awesome. Ubisoft did really well during E3. They released some awesome games. But with this one, it's an RPG. Like usually, I mean, they really haven't been RPGs, but this is an RPG and it's going to be epic. Oh, I know. Especially with one of the things that we're talking about whenever I was going through the gameplay portion of E3 when they're talking when they're going through this game. Uh-huh. You have the broken spear of Leonidas. Which actually gives you a whole bunch of incredible stats, along with stealth ability. That's awesome. So, I'm really interested to see how this game progresses. I really like how they give you a decision on who to pick. Usually with the games, they don't give you a decision. You're just assigned a relative that you were in the past. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But can you imagine 20th overall in a series? That's a big, like, arc. I know. It's going to be very interesting indeed. I'm kind of wondering, though, since you you choose either of the two protagonists, if the ending is going to be different or not for each one. I don't know. Like, again, they're not giving all these full descriptions for E3, but who knows? But I think you will enjoy this next game. Cheers. Cheers, I will. So it's Beyond Good and Evil 2. So now, this is one of those games that we've been anticipating for decades, y'all, okay? So it's made by what, what? Ubisoft, of course. So Beyond Good and Evil 2 has had quite the showcase as one of Ubisoft's major E3 2018 games. And it's finally been revealed exactly when the game is set and who will be the main character. And thankfully for us Beyond Good and Evil fans, PJ and Jade are back in the sequel that's set before the original game and after Jade's birth. But the problem is Jade isn't exactly the heroine she used to be. This is an open world, scratch that, open solar system adventure more than 10 years in the making. So the video for this, it's an amazing. You saw the commercial, right? Yeah, I saw the commercial, I saw the trailer. It's and I am the graphics. Amazed. The graphics are amazing. I know. I'm, I'm loving how all these games are starting to become just so graphically intense. It's. It, I mean, it's. It was really beautiful. Like motion picture. It was beautiful. So wonderful. So beautiful. So visually stunning. It really is. You no, know it's also visually stunning. What? Super Smash Brothers Super Ultimate. Smash Brothers. <laughs> That's all Nintendo cared about. That's all they brought up. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what? I don't even care. I'm not even mad. Well, yeah. So you know what's really good about this? It'll be in time for Christmas. Yes! Oh, where every single character that has ever been in the wonderful Super Smash Brothers series will be in this game. Even Daisy, y'all. Everyone's excited about oh, Daisy. Yes. I'm excited about Daisy. Daisy's a princess. She deserves to be in the game. Of course she does. <laughs> but no, I mean, but- they're having every single character in this video game. And I know, like you were saying before we were discussing this, they don't know if this will be the finale concerning Super Smash Brothers, or they will continue later on. Oh, yeah, because the creator has constantly gone through and said that this will be the last one on Melee, on couple others where uh-huh. 
because it, he is a perfectionist. Right. And it takes a big, serious toll on his home life and work. But they are wonderful. They are They're wonderful. games. They made Nintendo who they are, honestly. I mean, the first one that came on the Super Nintendo, they didn't expect it to be as big as they were. And it was huge. I mean, people loved it. People bought it. Everyone loves Super Smash Brothers. Oh, I know. I love it. Everyone does. It's a wonderful game where you can get your friends together and just beat the stuffings <laughs> yes. out of each other while you're playing. It's a great family It's, it's amazing game. because it's not just like the main characters that you see, right? It's the obscure Nintendo, co- you know, characters. Like there's Ness and all these other characters. And I know Earthbound was big back in our day, but people don't know who Earthbound is in the video game now. And so they still they still bring back Ness and all these other characters. Um, Marth, I mean, I love it. Don't forget Mr. Game & Watch. <laughs> but I'm excited. I'm excited for all the characters. I mean, it's going to be massive. Oh, I know. But one thing that I do love about Nintendo bringing stuff out, they are going to have a wonderful new, two new games that are going to be essentially the same. Right. Let's go Pikachu. And let's go Eevee. See, I wouldn't have thought they would brought an Eevee. Because I know Eevee is like a popular character, but it's not like the popular character. Yeah, but Eevee's so cute But I mean, and there's Squirtle. Uh, everyone's um, seen Squirtle. There's Charmander. Seen Ch- everyone's seen Charmander. Uh, there's other ones. Cuter. I know. Jigglypuff. Eevee- <laughs> yes, but Eevee, whenever you're playing the game, Pikachu will ride on your shoulder. Eevee will ride on your head. Annoying. But there, there's also <laughs> a wonderful thing they're bringing with that as well, which is the Pokeball Plus. Yeah. It's going to be prepackaged with the Pokemon number 151, Mew. Awesome. And you can use the Pokeball Plus as a Joy-Con controller. Yes. So if you want to, you can just use it exclusively in the game as that. Mm-hmm. But you can also transfer any Pokemon you have in there out into the Pokeball Plus to carry around with you while you walk around. And then I'm assuming that's just going to be like the one with Pokemon Gold and, and Soul Silver, mm-hmm. where it'll level up because essentially it's a pedometer. Right. But they've actually added something to all the people that play Pokemon Go. Yeah. You can transfer any Pokemon you have in Pokemon Go to Let's Go. Yes. Pikachu. I know that there's like this huge crossover. Uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited for this. They've, they've been talking about it for the past couple weeks. So I'm, 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 I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm going to be pre-ordering Poke- Let's Go Eevee <laughs> along with the Pokeball Plus. I know that John and I, we were talking before the show and we're like, man, we really need to get a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Oh, I know. It's just one of those things where it's like, there's two versions out there. Right. Yeah, the one with the gray Joy-Con controllers, and you have the one with the red and blue. Right. I- I'm getting the red and blue, just because it's bright colors. I'm not a I big like fan it. of red and blue. I don't really like the colors. I mean, it's just, it stayed the same price over the couple of years, which means it's retained its value. But I've always bought my systems a couple years. Like, I wait for all the bugs and everything to be worked out, and then I wait for a bundle deal to be sold. And they're not really making any bundle deals, and no one's selling their Switches. Like, I go to eBay, and I buy it used, secondhand. No one's selling it. Oh, I know. No one's really selling the Switch, because it's an awesome system. It is an awesome system. No, the graphics are amazing. The graphics on the handheld, now my friend has a Switch, and I play on it all time the graphics on just the handheld are amazing oh, i know the graphics are just amazing on the thing because my friend who works at bedrock city who has a switch let me play 
Breath of the Wild. Like, yes. I need to get this now. That get, Not just yeah. for the sheer fact of the cartridges have a bleh taste to them. Bitter gin. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why I would get it, so I can t- make pictures of me licking the cartridge. Well, but still. I mean, they had to put bitter gin because people were licking the cartridges. Like, I didn't even think about that. You know, people are like, oh, lick this one tastes good. Lick this one tastes different. Who does this? Who came up? And they're just like, let's lick Nintendo cartridges today. Let's see what this is all about. <laughs> Wonderful, full-functioning adults. That's who <laughs> They were. It. They were adults. Oh, my gosh. I remember when Nintendo <laughs> released saying, you know what? This is a safety hazard. We're going to put bitter gin on our cartridges. And people were saying, let's see how bad this is. <laughs> And they would post the reactions on YouTube, and it was just hilarious. They were just, like, gagging and everything else. It was amazing. Oh, I know. But, yeah, that's... I I really know. I would have to lick the cartridge just to see what the hell is all no. about. <laughs> Don't do it, man. That's I'm nasty. Going to, I will not buy a used game. I'll <laughs> buy a brand new. <laughs> no. I, I'm not doing it, man. That's nasty. You know, it, it tastes like a cartridge. You're like, I don't care. I don't care if it tastes like gummy bears. No. <laughs> well, that's it for our episode, guys. Our episode of Nerd Noggins. Nerd Noggin. <laughs> Nerd Noggins. E3 was amazing. It brought back some good memories. It covered so many games that we're excited for. Still pissed off. Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to be next year when it's supposed to be this year. (laughs) But look, you can listen to our episode on all these, you know, different facets. Okay. You can listen to our website, which is RagingNerdsPod.com. You can listen on iHeartRadio. You have to Google us as Dogfin Radio on that one. On everything else, it's going to be Raging Nerds. So you can do Stitcher, Google Play Radio, SoundCloud, iTunes, <laughs> everything. Just Google us, Raging Nerds Pod. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook, Instagram, everything. Everything out there that you can think of that is social media, we are there. We are there, guys. To rage all over your eardrums. <laughs> you can check me out on Instagram and Twitter at Thirsty Erica, and you can check John at... I am on Facebook and Twitter at Dogfin Studios. And if you need to email me for anything, which includes ideas for new shows, complaints, compliments, preferably compliments, <laughs> at dogfinstudios at gmail.com. And you can always email me at thirsty at ragingnerds.com. Now, before we forget, so we just got some exciting news. We're actually going to be going to Delta HCon, which is July 13th to 15th. And then after that, we're going to do Classic Game Fest, which is July 28th to 29th. In the wonderful city of Austin where everything is weird. Yes, Delta HCon will be in Houston. It's going to be a fun, wonderful event. I haven't been there in two years. I've never <laughs> been to Delta HCon. Oh, you love it. I've never been. I've heard it's good. I've heard it's good. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what it's all about. Oh, so many wonderful interviews and photos we will get. But we are going to be there as official press. So, you know, we're going to be keeping you guys updated, posting on our social media feeds. So definitely remember Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Listen to us. Check us out. Yes. Okay, guys. Well, that's it for episode nine of Raging Nerds.